Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up Boys High School Hockey Podcast. We've got a fun show for you guys today. Garrett Van Bergen, Delano's head coach, joins us, as well as Thor Bufflin, senior defenseman from Roseau High School. Lots of fun, lots of rankings, and some upsets this week. Tune in for more. Let's go. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring well, I am Danny Ryan, joined with you, Tony Scott. How you doing, Danny? And Carl's on the phone up in Duluth, back in Duluth from his road trip, as usual. Not to a hockey game this weekend. <laughs> um, no hockey. No hockey, but you do have some fun news and nugs that aren't hockey related. Are, are hockey. They're hockey related. Okay, yeah. some, some are, are hockey related. <laughs> some are not all <laughs> high school related. Correct, though. correct. Yeah. I mean, this is indeed a high school hockey podcast. We That's, will talk about hockey. But, uh, okay, oh. you must. You must. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're going to start with a, a topic that um, isn't news to a lot of people who follow high school hockey, but was news if the last thing you heard was our last podcast. So, um, most notably, <laughs> <laughs> when we did that podcast, we were still um, operating, believing that you know, Alex Bump, Will Schumacher from Prior Lake, would be playing juniors, not coming back to high school. That, of course, is not what happened. Alex Bump is back. Schumacher is back. And But I, we do think it's worth talking a little bit about what precipitated some of that. And we're not saying this is the reason you know, Bump in particular came back, but it certainly didn't uh, hurt the cause. Let's just talk a little bit about, about what's been happening in Omaha. It's a it's a, an amazing story if you think about it. Uh, the head coach, what was his name? You looked it up, Carl. It was dismissed, right? Yes, Chad. So Chad Cassidy was yes. their, their their coach since the start of the season. So he was there. He was dismissed. Uh, but then they realized they didn't have enough coaches for the bench that that weekend, so they brought him back for that weekend. <laughs> And then got rid of him. And then got rid of him. Um, you can't make it up. You hey, we need yep. a body. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then there was some canned press, you know, about we're moving forward, not not looking at the rearview mirror, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they named an interim coach um, who apparently had a meeting with the current team president. And uh, there was a fight. And then he was gone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, several other coaches resigned. Uh, the yeah. team held a meeting and chose not to play several games. They boycotted their own team. <laughs> yes. And uh, the team that came out has been asked to pay for some of their own sticks and tape and things like that. They were getting stiffed meals. Yes. Like, like, like please, sir, can I have some more? No, no. <laughs> you got to um, pay to play. Which is, <laughs> which is obvious it's not a pay-to-play league, and they yeah. tried to turn it into a pay-to-play league. And meanwhile, these, you know, many, many, many college commits on these teams. This isn't just some – this isn't some junior team. This isn't some NA3 <laughs> this team. This isn't Reggie Dunlap no, out there. No, this is no. a legit players, right? So you can imagine – now, the reason I wanted to bring this on our show, because our show isn't about ripping the USHL. It is a legitimate, you know, Tier 1 hockey league. But let's be realistic here. This is where Damon Gardner was playing before he left 
for World. This is where Alex Bump was playing, and this is where lots of great players are participating in their development. And it's a reality, and it's not talked about anywhere else. You know, it's been a few hockey rags, ours included, have talked about it to some degree, but there's been no there's no podcasts on the USHL, especially this dumpster fire going on in Omaha. It always seems like every year there's a different fire going on. Madison had their own. Oh, they yeah. have one every year. Actually, this is their best year ever. <laughs> it's just the reunited. You know, they reignited the program seven years ago. This is by far their best. And they're just putting the Batman symbol above Omaha right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> Shining it. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. So that's an interesting nugget. I'm glad you brought it up, Carl. Yeah, it's just interesting to see how, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yes, some people like, like to complain about their own programs, but there's potential for issues anywhere it kind of reminds me of like you know you see the postcard you see the pamphlet or the website where this great hotel or this great resort and then you get there and it's nothing like the brochure that's what omaha reminds me of oh, kind of right like your massachusetts trip. yes exactly <laughs> like my massachusetts trip <laughs> we're out of here goodbye <laughs> I, can't, I forgot i told you that yeah we'll save you know, tony's family vacation stories for the next podcast but uh in the meantime, we'll move on to our next news nugget, which uh, is in the, on the injury front. Max Daigle, St. Thomas Academy forward, uh, suffered a, an injury to his Achilles tendon. He's out for some time, but maybe not the whole season, as has been reported elsewhere. Yeah, I, 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 he's for sure not going to be out for the season. I no. mean, he's on the roster. He's he's with the team. He's a captain of the team. Um, Max will return this season. I would say as early as January, as late as uh, section playoffs or, or early February. That would be my – that's my – I'm going to give it a realistic. Uh, I've heard as early as six weeks from now, and I've heard as late as 12 weeks from now. So I'd say somewhere in between there, about nine weeks is when, when Max will return. That's my guess. Something also to keep in mind with Max Nagel is he – was one of the Elite League's top scorers. Oh, best player. Best, uh, you know, so this was a player to watch, possible Mr. Hockey candidate type of player coming into this year because Mr. Hockey, if you don't know yet, is a gong show. It's <laughs> wide open. And so we have no idea what's going to happen with that. It's kind of funny. Like most years you got five guys that, you know, Cooking in middle stat, you know, you, hurt, you, know yeah. you, just, you had five to start. I, there's only like two or three that I consider locks for this year. We have one on a, this week. We yes. have Thor Bufflin. We, mm-hmm. uh, Thor, we, I saw him play this weekend. He played very well. but He again, checks all the boxes. Yeah. Skill, long-term player in the state, Division yeah. One commit. USHL yeah. pedigree outstate. Outstate. He's he, got. He checks all the boxes. Yeah. So, but I challenge a lot of you guys to start thinking of ten because it's it's harder to think. Goaltenders is going to be competitive too this year. It's a good year for goalies. It's a. And I've said this a million times. It's a great year for teams. There's going to be a lot. Great, of great year for teams. teams. Okay. What else, Carl? Uh, well, I think that's enough of the, the background blinder. Let's talk about the fact that we had high school hockey this past week. It's back, and Danny got to go to games. Yeah, that so felt good. what's it good. like at arenas? How, how was it? You were in three arenas this week. Four. Yeah, four. 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 Good for you. Yeah, it felt good. It felt really, really – it felt like going – like, it just felt really fun. Normal. Fun, normal. Seeing people, you know, it's just – it's exciting to run into people 
all over again and seeing your friends out and about. I really like that. And it it felt normal. Felt like it was a normal weekend type of thing. I like that you went to the Holy Angels Lourdes game as well. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It, here's the thing. If there isn't a great game, I'm going to usually see a game. Right. And that was the only real game. You know, something worth watching in the Metro, and it was fun to see Henry Lechner play. <laughs> He's good. He's a very good player. Very good player. He had a goal, right? He had his first varsity goal. He had a goal. very, very strong goal, too. And I like I like that Holy Angels team. I, I think they, um, they can make some noise. They have that St. Louis Park type of vibe about them. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Nick Johnson, uh, scrappy yep. guy. He's uh, his his mom Shelly works for us. He had two goals in that game against Lourdes. Yeah, and according to mom, should have been three. The goalie pulled one out of the net. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. that was that was that. interesting. I love but, that. But yeah, running time game yep. nonetheless. All right, um, uh, but also like packed house at pick for the turkey yeah. trot. Packed house at, at the big. opener yeah. for um, Creed yeah. St. Thomas. Yeah, it, it was cool to be in packed rinks again. That was fun. Here's the classic. You know, the last thing you want to communicate when you're running an event where you're trying to get as many people in the door is telling people that there's a scarcity for tickets. Because I never had to say a word. I must have gotten six or seven texts from Cretan and St. Thomas people. Is it really sold out? Because people are saying it's sold out. No, the game is not sold out. We did not. Well, we're turn used to away. that game being at Highland, where it does. It does. Sell. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the reason we're having it at, at Big each t- possible time because it's a bigger gate and it's a neutral site, and you, you get yeah. both sides get I mean, a, game even. Sold out at Highland last year. What's that? I said game sold out at Highland last year. <laughs> yeah, with just family. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So it was uh, it was a cool experience to to be in a building with with lots of fans and last night was so loud at Bloomington Ice Garden. We were in the box. We could not hear each other in the box. Yeah, we were yelling at each other. We could that's how loud it was in there. It was it was fun to be. I mean, there. you always do that. But Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Wet blanket can't start soon enough. What else we got? We're going to go get the Season's rankings. Back. Uh, well, first, let's just talk a little bit about some of the tournaments you had going here, too. So you had the opener last weekend, and then we've got the Champions Cup coming up this upcoming weekend. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this a couple times on the show, but for those that haven't heard, uh, Champions Cup is this weekend over at St. Louis Park Rec Center. We have two public schools and two private schools that will pit each other in games this weekend. So we have Hermantown um, and Eden Prairie on the public side and uh, Hill Murray and Benilde St. Margaret on the private side. Uh, we'll play games, simultaneous varsity and JV games uh, on, on rinks side by side. Um, each period is worth – we'll be playing regular high school hockey games. Don't worry. <laughs> but we'll keep score of each period. So like a Ryder Cup format, if you win the period, your school gets one point. The team with the, the, the varsity, com, varsity JV combination with the most points at the end gets the Champions Cup, which we've built by hand up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Um, and Hudson, Wisconsin. So we have a little base. We're going to put that trophy in, and the team that wins it gets to 
bring it back to their locker room for the year, and they'll bring it back next year for Champions Cup too. So I'm really excited about the format. Unfortunately, I won't be there to hand out the cup at the end. So Danny and Jazzy and Peter and Robin Cook, and they'll fight over who gets to hand out the Probably cup. Probably Soderberg too. Maybe Soderberg. Yeah, they'll, the whole gang except Tony and Todd won't be at the final. Can I wear hour. a tuxedo? You can wear whatever you want. You, <laughs> it's your trophy to hand out. I won't be there. So Vince McMahon style. Let's get ready to rumble. Pretty much, pretty oh. much. It's going to be fun. I like the public private. So yep. all games will be public private. I like the f- all the coaches really excited about the JV. The JV are going to incorporated heavily into this event. So that's good. Very nice. Uh, Tony, is there anything else you want, might want to tease before we head into rankings? Uh, the tease for me, and I, I know we're going to get into this team makes uh, the tradition company's top 10, is Chaska was the best performer at our event. I thought they came out smelling like a rose in this whole thing. So what's that? Oh, you're talking about the, the dock that we're making? You yeah, that's you. Missed views. Missed views. Yeah. Sorry, the, sorry, the sorry. The Pictionary is working hard over sorry, here. Carl. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um <laughs> Uh, we are also uh, jazzy. I talk about Matt Jasper, uh, the author of Home Ice, who's uh, working for us now on a, a part-time basis. Is it he and I and Peter and the coaching staff and the school administrators at both schools were making a little mini short film, uh, maybe four or five minute long short film um, called Prepare for War uh, between Creighton, the rival between Creighton and St. Thomas. So uh, stay tuned for that content coming out fairly soon. Okay. I think that's probably all the news and nuggets. Right, Carl? Uh, Yes, that's everything on my list. Okay, what's next, Carl? So next we have the Tradition Company Rankings. TCRs. TCRs. Who put him in charge of these like game show chants? Because I, I, it's we gotta. Yeah. They're not good. They're just not good. You, do you have a mute button? <laughs> I do. I forgot Spin to hit it. Spin that wheel. <laughs> See, I, it worked, didn't it, Carl? So well. So well. All right. Anyway, let's have it. so I. I feel like the rankings this week need a disclaimer because you know, <laughs> normally I do, I, I do not publish written, written rankings the weekend after Thanksgiving ever. I wait another week to make sure that you know, we've had a little, a little more data. Every team has played that sort of thing. <laughs> but you know, this year I got you know, get a text from Danny you know, as I get home from Chicago a couple hours before we start this podcast saying, we need rankings, need rankings, you have to do rankings. So uh, you know, this is kind of like asking Michelangelo to go and paint you know, the ceiling of your shed with some watercolors. He comes out fighting! Hot Carl! Hot Hot Carl! Carl. (laughs) Oh, is this how you come out fighting, Carl? Is this how you come out fighting? Okay. Okay, who's number one, Carl? Who's number one? Who's number one, Mr. Tough Guy? All right. In your TCR for this week, number one is Hill Murray. Okay, oh, stop wait, the show wait, right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't somebody in the show claim Hill Murray should be number one? I think that was Tony. Hmm? It, it was. <laughs> what happened to Creighton? Where's Creighton? What happened to Creighton? They got Creightoned. Oh. Yeah, got Creightoned. Oh. No, they really well, did. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I hope you like this, this late November trophy that you're getting here. <laughs> Good barbs. Good barbs. Good barbs. Good barbs. All right, let's hear it. Who's number two? Or do you have a reason why they're number one? Because they haven't played a game. Yeah. They haven't haven't played in in 
a bunch of other people lost, and huh. I'm still not feeling quite good enough about my number two, who did not lose. I'm feeling really good about your number two. Who's number two? I mean, they are number two, and they're Edina. Yeah, they I look like good. It. It's a good pick. They look good. good. Pick. Mm-hmm. Real nice comeback, as, as we'll talk about in a little bit here. Yep. Number three, also sliding upward, is Andover. Mm-hmm. They looked okay. Number four, Maple Grove, having lost to Edina. Yep. In devastating fashion. You want to give a little bit of note on that one? It's you got the, the third energy. game that I will talk about. So. Oh, okay. We'll talk that in pass. Yep. All right. Yep. Number five is Creighton. All right. Number oh. six oh. is Lakeville South. I like that. Number yeah. seven is Benilde St. Margaret's. Not played. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Number eight, Prior Lake. They move up without playing. They're another one that moved up without playing. Yeah. Fall forward. Number mm-hmm. <laughs> best way to fall. Number nine, Chaska. And we'll talk about them later. And we will. Okay. I believe that's the first time I've ever put a Chaska team in any one of my top tens. So because because you were held at gunpoint, is there still a chance that you you will retract this? Because it yeah. will be published yeah. tomorrow with your name next to it in our staff rankings. It needs, it, needs, it needs an asterisk or something. Oh, you know? oh I, might, I oh. might put it in there, but I might not. 763 <laughs> asterisk. That's right. <laughs> and number 10 is Rozo. All right. You feel comfortable with that one, or do we force you at gunpoint to put that one in there too? No, I like having Rozo in the top 10. They, I thought they performed very well this weekend. All right. Okay. Am I going to administer you, these Class A ones? You can do the Class A. You know what? I was TCR. so excited. Stop it. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm so excited about Damon Gardner coming back and how yeah. good world's going to be. And then the results were less than thrilling. Don't, so, yeah. don't say that. Wait if, I'm not getting texts again from had angry they, people. Had they 10-run their first two opponents, I would have put them number one. They did I would not. Have. They did not do that. So I'm going to keep them at two, keep Hermantown where they belong sure. at number one, even though they haven't played a game. Um, and then three, a nice performer here, Matamita, I moved up. Had a good we'll, weekend. Get, we'll get to why that is yeah. later. Um, Delano, mm-hmm. which we'll get to a few different ways. A lot of. Delano. A lot of different ways because we're going to talk about them in games of the past, and then we'll actually talk to their head coach, Next. Garrett Van Bergen, after this segment. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And then they beat East Grand, who comes in at number five, yep. which d- is deserved, a one-goal yep. game or two-goal game. Um, mm-hmm. Fergus uh, holds serve, basically. Yeah. At six. Um, Little Falls. I'm not sure if they moved up or not, but they had they, an impressive they week. They moved they're up. At seven. They, they did. Alex holds serve. They didn't play yet, so they're at eight. Um, I thought after reviewing, I went on to the forum. The guy who did the Stangs guy did a really nice job. He did almost a better job than Carl, believe it or not, in rankings. Super. My, what I mean is very <laughs> thorough. Very <laughs> thorough. Don't you think? Did you read it? It's really good. Yeah, really way better good. than Carl. Sight unseen. No, that, my, my point is like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's... Don't read. Don't pretend you do. My point of the whole Stanks thing is he was super thorough. Very thorough. He had a, at least a good paragraph on each yes. team like Carl yes. did. He had yeah. their... Yeah. Yeah. He was coming and going on. That was great. Very thorough. Um, we were different, but I, I think Northfield 
should be higher. I think I think people are going to really go like, wow. We got to watch little... their scores as they come in. I don't I believe they've played yet. Um, so nope. And then Southwest Christians, another team I think probably is better than we thought before the season went through. So there we go. So they're number ten. Okay. So Tony, let's take away. You want to take this interview with um, Coach Garrett Van Bergen. Well, thank you, Danny. We have Garrett Van Bergen on the line with us today. Garrett, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. We're excited to have uh, Delano head coach. Uh, you guys had a great weekend last weekend up north. Walk us through the two W's and uh, what you saw to your team this year. Oh, yeah, it was you know really exciting, I think, and just a breath of fresh air for us to all pile onto one bus and and make the trip up north and one of the things the guys talked about was just missing uh, those team trips and so on last year during you know a, a pretty restrictive COVID protocol uh, season so just being able to to get on the bus and and load up and go and have that was really exciting and uh, you know I think uh, going to Thief River is is a great place for us to start you know, I don't know if there's a better high school arena anywhere uh, than that one and so that's really fun and so we're excited to have our guys get a chance to experience that we thought we played pretty well we, we thought we brought pretty good energy early on and um you know i we really wanted to to be patient as far as the progress and so on so um, we felt like we played uh really dominantly and and we were able to do a lot of things that we wanted to do uh, we actually missed the backdoor feed uh, that led to their shorthanded goal so we were sort of licking our wounds a little bit as coaches because we would like to see it go 5-0 as opposed to 4-1 but um, it was really a good experience. And then actually Friday night, we had a chance to go and watch the Gopher UND game uh, at the Ralph. Um, and that was just a highlight for our guys and a chance to go watch Ben Myers play. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday we got up. Uh, it was actually Delano Day in East Grand Forks. And so we went and watched our Peewees, watched our Bantams, and then JV and Varsity played. So uh, a good chunk of the town was up there together. And, and that's really what I think those two communities are about, which is, is part of the reason why we appreciate East Grand so much. And uh, we really felt like it was like a playoff atmosphere. Um, it was a really good game back and forth, uh, a ton of special teams and, and shorthanded goals and empty netters and the whole bit. So um, just really happy with how we competed. We got a ton of things we got to get better at, but uh, really happy with the effort and compete and, and certainly fun to come away with, with two victories on the road like that. So walk through you- – you you had this whole thing planned out with the with the youth program up there, so you got a you know a bunch of Delano Tigers on the road with you. Uh, you get a chance to play two games, coach two games, and then to go watch uh, Benny and the, and the Gophers play at UND. How excited were you personally for that weekend? You know, you were just counting the days. Yeah, well, honestly, when the when the UND schedule came out, you know, we knew we were coming up because we couldn't come last year, so. We had agreed with, with East Grand and Thief that we'd come up this year like we had planned on a year ago. And so as soon as the UND schedule popped up on Twitter or something, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the <laughs> coolest thing that could possibly happen. I think I I think I went back and checked like four different calendars to make sure Thanksgiving and our first game was really like, is this really happening? And so, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, I couldn't wait. And the guys were so excited and it was just a, an awesome event all around. And then, you know, we've been able to develop a, a bit of a connection with East Grand and, and Thief and some other communities up there. And so, um, you know, we've done it now where either we go up there this weekend or East Grand comes down here this weekend. And then when they're down here, 
you know, we try to set up their youth plan, us in Orono or us in Buffalo or, you know, whoever it is, somewhere local so that, you know, we can bring them into our town and, and try to treat them as well as they treat us up there. Yeah. Two years ago, Carl and I went to the East Grand um, Delano game when they came down. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and I yeah, saw yeah. them at Orono the night before. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so we're talking about the here and now of the, your program uh, in 2021, but I love to, I kind of like to put a spotlight on in your success here, but it's been a long road and, and the road somewhat starts back in Rockford with your mom and Crow River hockey and, and what was happening where you grew up in Rockford and now to where you are now as a program in Delano. It's pretty amazing if you go back 20, 25 years to what, what your brothers had to do for high school hockey compared to what kids in Rockford and Delano get today yeah absolutely and there's just there's so many people that deserve credit I don't think a lot of people even know who they are I I feel really blessed to know uh, as much of the history of this program as I do I think that gives me a just a different perspective and 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 realization of how lucky I've been to to get a chance to be in this role but also um, you know whether like you said you mentioned my mom and we we went in pretty pretty good detail last time I was on the cast with you and, um, you know, talking about that, but just her influence of bringing Rockford into the Delano high school program. We were trying to build a rink. Uh, we, we needed each other. And my mom was really instrumental in getting those two communities connected for high school hockey. And so to see it turn to that now, you know, even just tonight, I was chit chat with her. She wanted to know how the games went and whatnot. Um, and, and just to go through that is really valuable. And then, you know, my mentor, Steve Brown, you know, took a team of, of three wins against a lot of programs that don't even exist anymore in the season and, and got to, you know, when he stepped away, we had been to a couple of section finals and we had had uh, a number of heartbreaking losses to, to Brecker, Blake, but knowing that we were good enough to be a state tournament team, we just couldn't get over the hump at that point and just always feeling like we were, you know, sort of chipping away or at, at the lock and eventually it was going to open up for us. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just been wild. Uh, to, to be a part of it and I got, we kind of joke now some of us that are alums or whatever you know we, we look in our locker room at what the guys get and we think about the experiences that, that our players have and the teams we get to play you know for example we've got Warroad coming down to play us on the final Saturday of the season well I just I couldn't have even fathomed the idea of of Delano hosting Warroad um, 20 years ago it just doesn't even seem possible and and now it's you know, kind of a red letter type of game, hopefully between two really, really good teams that are playing exceptional hockey at the end of the season that are hoping to make a run. Yeah, I have February 19th already marked on my calendar, to be honest, yeah, for be that game. for that big game. It's a big game. Yeah, it's going to sure. be a blast. And I'm just so appreciative that Hardwick is willing to come down uh, and make it happen because he and I have been talking for a while about trying to play, and it ended up that we were both in need, and I said, well <laughs> – I got ice. If you want to make the drive? He said, <laughs> all right, we'll be there. <laughs> so you've been the head coach for eight years now? Yeah, this was the eighth season. Has the haircut been the same all eight years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not I, I have not had the same stylist uh, all eight years. No, Michelle, Michelle, the gal that cuts our family's hair, has not been with us all eight years. Okay, okay. It's worth asking. Um, (laughs) so let's walk through kind of how the eight years went. I mean, starting off, you guys were 
always maybe had one good player, it seemed like, and then 2017 really changed everything in 2A. Yeah, I mean, it It, it did and it didn't. I, I think I think if you're if you get to be a fan and you get to have a short-term memory, you can really focus on 17. It'd be hard to not focus on those guys. I mean, we led the team in scoring, or we led the state in scoring that year, and and four guys are currently playing Division One hockey and getting amazing ex- ed- educations along the way. Um, but in 2015, uh, we we did take Breck to double overtime, and one of the more remarkable games I've had a chance to be a part of. And and we were right on the cusp. And, and the year after that, we played them again and lost in the final. And it wasn't as close, but it was such a remarkable game because it taught our seniors to be. So the 17 group was juniors, and um, and and we didn't perform very well in that game. We did not play well under the pressure of a section final, and I still believe that the more one side uh, a bit, I think it was six to two, we lost to Breck the final in what would be 16. Um, I that was think a state that, finalist team, though, so not 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 to be embarrassed about. No, no, and, and it wasn't that, but but we, you know, we had played can't remember what happened. We had just had a wild, wild game in Delano against Breck early in the year. I think the final score, I'm sure this won't surprise you with the 17 team, but I think the final score was something like eight to seven or nine to eight. I think and I it remember was, that. It was just, the, I mean, and, and I'm a big believer in defense. And so you could imagine my perspective on the whole deal, <laughs> but um, it was, it was just remarkable. And I, I honestly don't, I don't, I think we ended up losing that regular season game. So we knew that we were in that caliber and we felt like we had really improved throughout the year. But it, again, the, the, my point is in 16, we, we kind of got trounced in the final. And I think it really taught that group of seniors. Uh, one, I think it helped them all come back because they had something to prove. And two, I think it taught them about really what it meant to win a section final. Um, and, and the fact that um it, you just you really had to show up in those big moments, and you know as as dynamic and high powered as we were in seventeen, that game went two zero, and uh, you know our our big guns uh, didn't score. If I remember right. I think Kyle Ilotello had a power play goal, um, and he was a big gun in his own way. He led the state in power play goals that season, and then and Garrett Pianini was a freshman that year, and he got loose on a breakaway. Those were the only two goals of the game, you know. So you think about your 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 now kind of you know, the guys that are going to be on your Mount Rushmore someday for Tiger hockey playing division one hockey. Now they, they weren't the ones scoring, but they were the ones making sure that two goals were going to be enough because we were just going to compete so dang hard because we had been in this spot before. So yeah, since then, you know, 17 was obviously a, a, an unbelievable year. Um, 18, we got upset in the quarters um, by Breck, of course, who then took Orno to overtime and Orno went on to win the title. And then uh, we've been lucky enough to, to string three together since then. I'm going to ask a really odd left field question here. It's it's about summer hockey. That summer of be 16, where you guys went over to Braemar and played against a bunch of double mm-hmm. A teams. Did you guys win that, or did you lose the Grand? I know you played Grand Rapids in the finals. Did you win or lose that one? I don't remember really. Well, I, I think this probably reflects my true opinion of scrimmages, which is I I have no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I was more excited about. Uh, that, my, that Mike Randolph and I kicked the Zamboni off the ice so that we could play overtime to, because we didn't want to tie. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like I said, it no. wasn't the result of the, the winning or losing, but the fact that you guys advanced as a Class A team with Duluth East there, Grand Rapids there, a Raleigh, and all of a sudden I go, guys, beware – because you guys had not yet made a state tournament, right? So 17, yeah. I was like, Correct. they're going to make it. You don't get yeah. all the way in that tournament over at Braemar without being darn good hockey team. And I was like, this team is good. You had to have really, that must have, I know it's scrimmages, but that must have planted the seed in your head like, yeah, this is a special group. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, and the seed had been planted. And, you know, I was, I was so lucky, so blessed that, you know, Steve Brown was willing, you know, when he, when he chose to step away, he handed me, uh, as far as leadership, yeah, I mean, he he put me in just an unbelievable spot to succeed, and I I owe so much credit to him and to all the people that supported him and and all the guys that played hard for him, and then in turn went on to play hard for me and and my staff. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it it, it was it wasn't like it, we needed that scrimmage, but I, I do think that there was a little bit like, geez, like. <laughs> this is really something, you know, and, and, and goofy as it is, you know, it's a summer scrimmage and we actually don't do that scrimmage anymore because it's the same week as a lot of like state baseball tournaments. Right. Um, and so I was actually on the phone, like any kid I could find, we needed people <laughs> on the bench because, you know, like a few of our guys were there, but, but like one guy's like, well, I've got a championship game for this tournament and I got this championship game for that tournament. I'm like, guys, we're going to be down to like 12 people. And so I was just scrambling and it, it didn't matter if you had signed up for the tournament. I was, I was trying to get anybody there that I could. So, but it was a really fun experience, no doubt about it. And, and, you know, for me, it's, you know, too, it was really, it was fun to connect with guys. Like I said, I already mentioned Mike and, um, you know, Trent was coaching at Grand Rapids and, and he and I actually had a deal that year in 17 that um, if he won the double A and Delano won single A, that he was gonna, they were gonna stop in Delano on Sunday afternoon, uh, and we were gonna, we were gonna scrimmage um, on their way home. And so I saw him. We were walking out of the, the Minnesota hockey banquet, and I saw him. And he's like, "What's the deal, man?" I'm like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "You held up your end of the bargain. I, we just didn't." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, those were all fun stories. Let's go to the negative stories. Wednesday night. At around nine o'clock, it doesn't always go well for the Tigers. Yeah, or eleven a.m. that same day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about you know some people on the show, mainly Tony, have always compared Delano to White Bear Lake, <laughs> and it's not the jersey color. No, I know. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm fairly superstitious, as I think all hockey folks are, and so. Um, I, I have an appreciation for what, for all those state tournaments and section finals that wipe, that wipe your lake has won. It's pretty awesome. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, we're, you know, we've, we've lost those four games and, um, all the other games that we've had a chance to win at the state tournament. We have last year, we didn't get a chance to play a consolation bracket. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, those have been tough. Um, there was each year has been really unique, even though it maybe looks sort of similar from the outside looking in, but, um, you know, 17 was, we played the Cinderella story. We, we made our first state tournament. Um, it was a, it was about a 35 year process to get to that game. And I tell you the way that our team, myself, our community reacted to the section final win, um, in many ways that was our state championship and we didn't even realize it at the time. Uh, but it was such a big deal to beat Breck 
it was such a big deal to go to the state tournament and uh, there was a ton of pressure on those guys there really really was uh and so um it happens it happens at the highest level of sport so of course it's going to happen to a high school team and so uh, that was really tough and obviously monastel had an unbelievable run and that was really cool to see um and i've really come to appreciate eric and and what he does with his with his guys um you know fast forward a couple more years we played uh um i'm losing track of them now Green. <laughs> we played greenway, greenway next right yeah uh, we played we played greenway um we were a team that was coming in just a, a few games over 500 um uh, we, we we were super good but they were incredibly talented and so they forced us to two lines because of their talent and i learned i've learned some things from grant since then too about what it means to run two lines and <laughs> Uh, they were better prepared for that style game and, and credit to him. They stuck to it for 51 minutes and they scored a couple late ones. Uh, we played, we were awesome. We played super hard. We were really disciplined. We had a few things in mind that we wanted to try to do against Greenway and it worked. Uh, face-off goal was one of them. Um, you know, those kinds of things were there. Um, and then the next year we played Matamidi again. I thought we played the best game of the season for us. We just came up short and same deal. We had a lead that got away. Obviously, Matamidi was pretty good. Uh, they went on to win two more and, 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 and there's that. Um, last year against Little Falls, again, everyone's got its own story. And, um, you know, I, I think I don't want to speak for my players too much, but I think, I think the COVID thing wore us out. I think we were just flat out exhausted. Um, it was it was just such a mess. It was so so much of the hockey season wasn't about hockey, and I think they just got tired of it. And I think I think we just ran out of gas. I think we pushed so hard, and we were playing unbelievable at the end of the year. I mean, we we beat Chask in overtime at home um, for senior night, and we were unreal. And we were unreal in the section. I mean, we were untouchable last year in the section. Our guy and our guys just were playing so committed to their identity, and I just think whether it was the lag, you know, from Wednesday to Wednesday um, or what it was. I just, we weren't the same group of guys at the state tournament last year and really love those guys. And I know they gave everything they had. Um, I know my staff gave everything they had. And it just, that, that one stung, you know, and, and, and obviously it's hard to not look ahead because the whole tournament was such a mess with Hermantown not being there because of their situation and everybody was dealing with, with, with all of that. And so, um, and you don't yeah, live in a bubble. A you don't live in a bubble. So you saw what happened to Hill Murray and Wyzetta. I mean, and, oh, and Centennial with the girls. I mean, yeah. there's there's yeah. there's a lot of downers to that tournament. Yeah. yeah. No, my 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 friend from college, Sean Moline, is the Centennial head coach, and you know, he's basically said, I talked to him or we were texting. He's just like, "What do you do?" Right? He's like, "He's like, it's just outside your control, and you just have to say okay." And he just, "What do you do?" So that's, like I mentioned, right when we got on, just like I said, this weekend was such a breath of fresh air. Of course, it's great to win, but even if we hadn't, I mean, the fun that these guys had, uh, our players, you know, taking the bus up north, staying in the hotel and going to the Gopher UND game and, you know, just, just hanging around the rink together and then watching our peewees and bams, it was just such a blast. And, I mean, it, not to compare you guys to White Bear, but White Bear's had – much more favored teams that weren't playing Cinderella's. It feels like every single time they went to bad at state because yeah. Greenway was a Cinderella. 
Monticello was a huge Cinderella. Monticello champions. champions. I mean, in Little Falls, that was their head coach's last, last game, possibly. Yeah. And so, like, you had with a lot. With his son in that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> White Bear just straight up choked a couple away. Yeah, you haven't choked. I no. Mean, not, not even no, close. It's not all even good. Close. No, yeah. it's, you know what, it's, it, as, as someone who grew up in this, you know, as I mentioned, grew up in the community, um, you know, and, and I, I've shared with my guys a lot over the years as an athlete myself. And I, I, I was lucky enough to play hockey for Steve Brown. Um, I played football, I ran some track and whatever else. Um, but even, I, I don't remember Peewee's Bantam's high school, uh, high school football. I don't think I ever won a playoff game as an athlete ever. <laughs> Um, I, I was over as an athlete and that, not that I was be surprised. I wasn't a very good athlete. My point is when I try to impart upon our kids is that you need to understand how great this opportunity is because none of you have gone winless in playoffs because you've won a squirt game. You won a peewee game. You've won a Bantam game. Um, and a lot of our guys, you know, this, you know, a lot of, a lot of our seniors have already played in two state tournaments. One of them's already played in three. And, and so their mindset about what playoffs actually are, I, I really want to keep bringing them back to just this gratitude and appreciation because it's unbelievable, you know, and, and I don't think, you know, or being an alumni, this idea that, that we, we should be a team to be talked about as, Hey, they could make a run again. They could, they could, they could do well in the section this year and maybe another state tournament or, you know, if they can, you know, get the pieces in place by, by late February, they could be really good. You know, like that conversation wasn't a reality for, for most of us. And it's not a reality for most teams. And so we're so blessed to have that. And so we just gotta, you know, we just try to keep talking about being humble and working hard and, and, and really appreciating your history, but pushing towards something better in the future. And so, um, yeah, I mean, going 0 four in the state tournament opening game is, is terrible. I mean, a lot of tears have been <laughs> shed over it. I'll be honest, a lot of tears, but at the same time, what a gift. Oh my gosh. You know, and, and we've got a chance to, to win three consolation, you know, titles and end our season on a win. So there's just only three teams get to do it in Class A hockey. We've done it three times. Like, that's awesome. It, it's nothing compared to going to Saturday at noon. You know, the goal is Saturday at noon. But but otherwise, I mean, it's just – it's really cool. And it's – I think I, – I, I do think that we're going to continue to grow this culture and, uh, you know, just keep – keep pressing toward the next step and it doesn't mean there won't be bumps and dips in the road, but uh, I'm just excited about, you know, the group of guys we got this year. And then also we've got some really good youth teams going. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about this year's tigers. What should be, we be watching out for Delano this year? Uh, I don't think anything too remarkably different than usual. Um, you know, we returned five defensemen from last year. Uh, we returned both the goalies from last year. Uh, both our goalies played this past weekend. So uh, Hootery, who was our starter last year, played all but one game. Um, he he played the Thief game. And then uh, Drew Dorsey, a junior, who, like I said, I think he got one game last year. Um, he got the East Grand game. And they both played really, really well. Um, super, super composed, uh, doing a good job communicating back there. Uh, made some timely saves when they needed. I, I thought that as a team, we, we surrendered way too many shots um, in both games. But, um, you know, I think that, I think we want to play really aggressive and tight defensively. 
Um, but I hope that we're a little bit better transition team because, like I said, we've got, we've got five defensemen back, uh, and many of those guys are, are good puck movers, and they've got a nice little – yeah, I think each one's got their own little nice offensive upside. And so uh, I do think we're going to be a little better team in transition this year. So uh, when the when the Tigers score, who's going to be putting the puck in? There? Is it going to be your blue line, or is it be some some seniors up front, junior seniors up front? I think it'll be a mix. I mean, you know, Will Brown had four, including a hat trick against East Grand this weekend, um, and so that was good. Jesse Peterson, who played in the Elite League for his second year this fall, uh, he came away with four assists. And then uh, Anders Peterson, who's Jesse's brother and has had, or Jesse's cousin, excuse me, and has had a, a number of brothers play for us. Um, he uh, he scored his first two varsity goals against Steve. So those three were playing together and, and found, you know, quite a bit there. But uh, we also saw a couple of defensemen, a couple of our junior defensemen put in some, get some assists. And then, um, you know, Gunnar Paulson and, and Bruce Hollinen and uh, Braden Coppin were skating together as a forward line. We moved Coppin up to forward from D last year. Um, and so, uh, you know, they got a cup, you know, they squeezed in a couple points. And then we had a, a, a pretty inexperienced group as sophomore and T Callings. Um, and he was centered uh, by Aiden Lever, who spent last year exclusively on the JV team. We really like his game. And then uh, Jake Oja, who was more of a varsity practice player last year. He, he did get some varsity time. Uh, he got a couple points and, and got some shifts here and there. Um, but of the long line of Oja's, he's second to last that have come through. Um, but uh, those guys skated together. T got his first career goal um, uh, against Thief as well. And, and we really liked what that line brought as a group of guys that were really seeing their first time of any varsity, but certainly uh, consistent and then getting some power play and penalty kill time. Really happy with how those guys played. Well, this has been a fantastic uh, rendition. We've gotten the a little bit of the past, a uh, little bit of uh, the present, and uh, gets a little bit more about you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on, Garrett Van Bergen, head coach of the Delano Tigers. Well, that was a great interview with you know the mauve, the <laughs> the helmet, a uh, helmet head. <laughs> Marvin the Martian. That's right. <laughs> no, really fun to um, kind of get to know Coach Van Bergen a little bit better. And, you know, you can really tell his passion, especially, like, we just softballed the, the white bear stuff, and it's just like, no, 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 hit, 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 hit. Yeah, he wanted that question. That, that, was, that was cruel of your daddy. It was I, cruel. I blame Tony. He I, wanted that question. I blame Tony. All right. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You, did. you threw me under the bus, which is fine. It's good for <laughs> good for listeners. <laughs> People love that. Okay. The, the, the bus is not going to be able to drive after this podcast. There's so many of us under it. I know. <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> I haven't been run over yet. Oh uh, yeah, you have. Oh. You just don't know Ooh. it. Oh okay. We've got a chance. Okay, games of the past. I got a lot of juicy ones this week. Let's start off with one that. Kind of shocked a lot of us. Um, Chaska 4, St. Thomas Academy 3 at the opener. Tony, you saw it. Yeah, I wasn't that surprised. Right at warm-ups, I saw Chaska come out. I'm like, wow. Uh, they have – I looked at their roster, looked at their past – you know, the youth players that came up. I'm like, these guys are going to be really good. And, and they then, had jump. And they had jump. I mean, and it's not just the, 
there's a few guys on here that are like Johnny Knapp's a good player. Uh, he's a nice player. They brought in it's Dave Spihar's son, Sam Spihar, had a goal and assist in the first game. Um, you won't notice him a lot. He's not one of those guys that's going to hog the puck up and down the ice. So but you, once he gets the puck, he? he's a freshman. Okay. But when he gets the puck down low, he's just like his dad. He can finish. He knows what to do. He's super smart. Hmm. Really hard to get your hands on. He never. I don't think he ever took a body check in either of the games. If you think about how hard hitting both the games were that they played, he never. He you can't really hit him, and he's really really efficient around the net. Huh. So, uh, and then you factor in Renzel is fantastic. He just kind of controls the game. Both games, they kind of control the play in both games. I mean, uh, St. Thomas had their chances, but I still think that Chaska comes out. Nine might be low. Nine might be low for them as this season wears on. Yeah, I, I was super high on them to begin with. You know, it's hard to give this team a ton of credit when they haven't achieved a whole, a whole oh. lot yet, but you look at – that, that, that incoming talent, those teams with, you know, maybe five plus D1 players who are on the roster, even if they're very young, they're they're usually going to be moving up. Yeah, and Sam Sheets, you know, blew up. You know, he had a goal and assist in the, in the first game and then a hat trick in the second game. I mean, ho-hum, you know. <laughs> I warned you guys, this guy is good, and he showed it against, you know, two decent teams. I mean, East wasn't great, but St. Thomas, as, as you've shown, beat the number one team in the state, in yes. air quotes. Yes, yes. All right, next. Little Falls 6, Orono 5 in overtime. That's a good result for Little Falls. Little Falls. Yeah, I definitely saw this and I said, okay, Little Falls is better than what I thought they would be. Correct. We didn't know. I mean, Little Falls is as loses much of a, a goaltender, loses a coach, coach uh, loses a lot of firepower. It's still a mystery. They were as much of a mystery as Chaska. You know, you just didn't know what you were going to get. Right? I hear somebody whimpering. Carl, what? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's like a little dog. What were we wrong no. about Little Falls? I that wasn't me. Oh, oh okay, right, okay, right, okay. Right. I'm just used to puppy noises now. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, but okay. still, <laughs> we have a puppy now. All right. Uh, anyways, so we I, have a puppy. Oh, we I'm have a, a puppy. I'm Your a girlfriend s- has a puppy. Daddy. I'm a stepdad. All I'm right. a puppy stepdad. Mm-hmm. Carl. All right. Um, it does not live with you. <laughs> Don't try to take ownership. I'm right. A, I'm a step back. All right. Um, so, anyways, surprised by that score. Score that was a real fun game to be at. Edina 6, Maple Grove 5. I would really say this was the tale of just, like, different times in the game. Right. Edina came out hot. Jimmy Clark looked really strong and scored a really great goal. They got off to a great start. Maple Grove didn't look as hot. They were out a couple players. Giuliani was out. Uh, He's sick, sick, right? Sick. And Skanson's plan was playing football, football. Friday. Yep. So they're out two players, which does make a difference on their team. Because depth is kind of part of their formula. Exactly. So, yep. like, just uh, based on who Finn Brink was playing with on the second line and all that type of stuff. I, so I'm really anxious to see their their, their line charts because they, they have some stars. They have, obviously, Danny Nelson. Was he playing forward or was he He's playing? He's playing forward in this game. Okay. Is Landon Gunderson playing with Finn Brink? That's no, an interesting the first combo. and the seconds. Okay. All right. So that's why they're a really Really, that's a team it, that can be very difficult to beat. So it, it was just it was hard to kind of gauge this team because those Giuliani makes a difference on oh, the forward big side, time. big time difference. And so where are these lines going to settle in? 
And I knew this wasn't really the, this was the first, but not the final iteration of this, you know, line charts with right. them. Right. And so, um, that being said, Edina's D looked pretty good. I thought their depth looked decent. Um, Klarkowski played okay. Yeah, he didn't have a very good second period. The second period, Maple Grove just turned it on, and they came out in the third period and were like, how do we make 17 minutes disappear? Yeah, and they didn't. And they didn't. They got you know to the four-minute mark or whatever happened, and – the wheels fell off the bus, and they did not know how to stop it. One of the things we've bemoaned Edina in the last couple of years is their team speed. My guess is it's back. Oh, it's fast. Nevers is really fast. Um, I You look at – because Nevers, I think, was on their second line. Um, and so that – their team speed was all over the place. And I think that makes a really big difference because you have players now that are keeping up with Jimmy Clark, at least on speed wise. So they can draw people away from Jimmy because Jimmy always had like three people on him at any given time. Yeah. And so uh, that's, that was a big difference for this team. Okay. Next question. Let me go back to line charts. Fetch, go and Clark together or separate? Together. Ooh. So together with AJ Dahl. Ooh, that's, that's a good line. Yeah, that, it's, that it's gets a, you to that speed line. It, remember it does. How it, AJ know. Dahl is re- he scored the game winner. It was it allowed him to be more free, knowing that a lot of people were keyed on the other two. Yep. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. That makes sense. And so, I'm surprised based on the second period that he died and won this game, but Maple Grove can't just go. We're Maple Grove. Were we watching? A f- preview of a, a Friday night game. It f- felt like watching Benilde Edina Jablonski's year. Yep. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. It, it's not any. It's a very good Edina team. It is not necessarily a Saturday not, uh, night team yet. All right. All and, right. and that's why I don't want to say it's a Friday night matchup. How did the sophomore demon? Dexheimer and Dex Revenig is good. Look. Yeah, they're and Revenig. They, yeah. they get they get plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I like I like their D. Their D were comfortable. It, it, the you have to ignore the score in this game. Yep. It's the first game, and they're playing Maple Grove. I just I look at this Edina team and they're good and they're solid and I think this is a big confidence game for them. All right, good deal. All right, let's go on. That's a great game. That was the one I really wanted to sure. d- d- deep dive a little more into. Montemidi 6, Monticello 0. This is where we kind of moved up Montemidi here. Yeah. And I think this proved to me that they're actually going to be good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Does yep. that make yep. sense to everybody? Yeah, we'll find out. They, they, play yeah. they play such a tough schedule, you know. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, Carl, it's not just a goalie this season, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, War Road 3, St. Cloud Cathedral 1. I don't care how many pipes you hit, how many saves a goaltender makes. <laughs> if you're the number two team in the state, I would have thought that they would have scored more than three against a team that probably didn't, I'm guessing, didn't make it out of the quarterfinals last year in mm-hmm. sections. Like I said, I'm not impressed by the scores. I, uh, I was... I was ready. If they would have 10 runs their two opponents this weekend, I was ready to put them as number one because that's how hyped I am to see 
War Road this year. And we're going to see War Road oh, enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All three of us will see them yeah. play. Oh, yeah. And this mm-hmm. did nothing for us. Sorry. I know. Nothing. Nothing. Um, White Bear Lake 6, Duluth East 3. I just feel like throwing that out there for Carl's I purpose. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I there were a couple of empty netters. It was a decent game. Oh, oh here comes the Are they ranked number eleven, actually, Carl? Um, what uniform did they rock in that game against White Bear? Do they have a new white, or do they still have their old jerseys from last year? I I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just just checking. They did wear their blacks, but here was an interesting interesting side note. They did not have their striped socks. Oh. They had a plain black socks, which tells me did they like hmm. the <laughs> forgive previous the order? Teams, no, did the previous team steal last year's jerseys? Socks? socks only socks. But no, they're Rand the jerseys. All that, yeah, ran steal all the stripes off the socks or what? <laughs> but literally, the they had their the, 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 the normal black jersey with the Duluthy script. Okay, it was what they wore in Bloomington, yeah. but they did not have stripes on their socks. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's, just uh, okay. uniform well, nerd stuff. Yeah, uniform nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah, go go on. Talking about uniform nerd stuff, I saw Rozo play this week, but this isn't the Rozo game that we'll talk about. Rozo five. And, and here's a and here's a tease to the interview with Thor Bufflin. Yes, he will drop a little hint on a uniform they'll be rocking. This yes, year. yeah, that was a good for you tease. uniform. Um, and I think Gemini tweeted it out. Mm. If you want to know, why would you have? Why just give it away like that? Oh well, I'm sorry. Someone can Google it before they even get to the end of the show and turn the show off. Good work, Danny. (sighs) Okay, this was the first eye popper of the weekend, at least on my side. Mm -hmm. Roso five, Minnetonka two. I'm standing next to some more head people giving them updates of this game. Um, This was an (laughs) eye popper. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. That would definitely qualify as that. Carl, what was your thoughts looking at the score? Yeah, well, I, I remember checking the score early on that. I think Minnetonka was, I believe, up and they were, had a big edge in shots. I thought, oh, okay, it's kind of more of the same. But then all of a sudden, Rozo really turned it on and showed, hey, they can skate with one of these deep metro powers and go toe-to-toe. So great early sign that I think Rozo needed to show for ranking purposes, at least, going going forward. Yeah, and I'll talk more about them in the Andover game, but this was this game made me go to Pagel on yeah. Saturday. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that Brianna was there, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, before the weekend started, I said you have to be there because it's the only time. Yes. We're gonna see, um, we're gonna see Rosal this year. That's the only time they come down here, um, or, or at least get this close. Correct. Yeah. Um. The game I was at, uh, Wyzetta 5, Moorhead 2. Moorhead probably had about 15 breakaways, but never a trailer. Really? Yeah. And that was, uh, Will Ingman had a night. That was the best I've seen him play in his career. That's what I heard. Um, and so he played extraordinarily well, and Moorhead got Wyzetta. The really end of the day is they got pushed to the outside. <laughs> they didn't really have clean enough shots, and they got, you know, only one person in at a time, it felt like. And it, they just didn't do what it they needed to do to beat Wyzetta. And I think it was a good test for them early in the season um, because I think this team's going to have to s- get a little bit more seasoning in them as this you know progresses. I agree. 
Yeah, you know, you look at this team, they've kind of been hyped as, oh, they're going to be going to state for the next decade, cruising. And, you know, I think they need a few lumps here to show, hey, you have to work. I mean, we had this team top 10, top five at the beginning of the season. They're out of the top 10 now. You know, the talent's there, but they need to show something. I think it all starts next year because this junior class will be seniors. That's their year they kind of been pointing to. And again, Rozo has, we'll talk about it with, with Thor Bustlin later in the show, about this senior class at, at Rozo has been good at uh, at the youth level and the sophomore class has been good at the youth level. This could be a maybe a better team. I mean, keep an eye on these two Rozo-Moorhead games because it is the t- easily the top two teams in the section. After yeah. that, it really drops off. Agree, agree. Um, Fergus Fall 4, Detroit Lakes 2. Just noting this because we- that was the one I was talking. Remember I said about Detroit Lakes? Had a Four. game, had an eye popper. That I thought that I thought that Fergus Falls would have been won oh. by a bigger margin. I I always look at Detroit Lakes scores. They're a good litmus test because they keep teams close with them. Yeah. They don't win a lot per se, but they keep teams close to them. They're usually like the three, four seed and eight. Yeah. And they might be 500, but they have a lot of close games. And they, have, they play a lot of different teams. They do. And so this is, it's an interesting. You imagine if like one of us moved to Detroit Lakes, you'd get a huge variety of teams oh, yeah, you would. to see. Yeah. You yeah. know, it would be a lot of variety. You know, you'd get some, no offense, some crap teams and you'd get some really good teams too. Yeah. Yeah, you would. River Lakes, you know, traditionally. Yeah. Not this year. But you'd get some, you know, Alexandria, you'd get yep. all those teams. You can get a, you'd get Warroad, you'd get Ward comes down there every other year. Yep. So it's just a, there's a lot of variety with Detroit yeah. Lakes. Yeah, is, it's worth noting. Um, Andover 4, Rozo 3. This was a really good game by Rozo. Yeah. This was a really good game. And like I kind of teed up in the interview. What happened? It was coincidentals with like 236 or something oh, left. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ooh. Yeah, all right, got and it. So, so it then co- they, he didn't even get in the ice the rest of the game, I bet. It, right? With the 236 left in the game, coincidental penalties. I forget who went in the box. It wasn't an it doesn't A matter. player. Once you, know? you get Buffalo <laughs> out. You know? and, and so the bench for Rosa was pretty hot and they there was a number of roughing calls going back and forth in that game and the refs were involved let's put it that way mm, and, don't like that and so i i thought rozo this is a very 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 good team very very good i'm i I'm like excited. this team a lot I'm excited. they run three lines they have very good d I, they are comfortable with who they are, and they are fine with you playing your game because they're going to beat you knowing who they are. And that was fun to watch. And the, their goals were Rozo goals. And the fun part, like their penalty kill wasn't a textbook Rozo claps, like four guys really tight square. It yeah. was, you know, that modified um, one high at every time. You know, type of thing where, like, okay, somebody has the puck, they chase it. Somebody has the puck, that person chases it. And so it was really, to see an aggressive chasing Rozo team is just foreign to me, and that was really fun to watch. I wonder um, if that might be the game, the section final game to go see this year. Rozo-Moorhead? Ooh. I, I like the yeah. section final game to go see. Yeah, that 
it's going to be a good game. I yeah. guarantee that's going to be a good game. Yep. It, that might be the one. It, I don't uh, I walked away this weekend saying Moorhead's got a lot to prove and Rozo is very good. Yeah. And that's not how I thought I was going to It's gonna November do. though. It's November. It's November. It's November. And, November. and this weekend I I thought Rosemount was going to state you know, <laughs> two, three years ago. Yes, but. you came out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Carl and well, I were both like, oh, he's so good. Charlie Strammel. Strammel. He was good. He was really good. All those D. All those D. Yeah. And then the wheels fell off. Okay, another eye popper of the weekend, Delano 4, East Grand Forks 2. That's probably the biggest one of the weekend. I think that's the biggest one of the weekend. Yeah. When I was skimming, that's the one that popped more. I mean, because were you even surprised about St. Thomas, Pete, and Creighton? Not as much. See, that wasn't an eye popper to to us two. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, really good win by Delano. I think Delano is now firmly, you got to watch him. Yeah. You got to watch him. I agree. Um, Okay, Chaska 3, East 1. It's the most misleading two-goal I mean, the shots. Okay, we'll move. It was just. Uh, we'll move past. Do you want to move past? I, there was, uh, as the tournament director, I inst- oh. I instructed the Zamboni driver not even to resurface the Chaska end uh, after a couple periods. The Mayasetch rule? <laughs> it won't yep. be necessary. Just come on down here. Just cut it at the red cut line. Cut it right here at the red line. Save us some, save us some water. <laughs> Pull that rope back if you're at Fogarty. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, the good old tether. <laughs> um, interesting game. Um, Blake three, Holy Family two. It just that's. It, I agree. That's it, what I looked at that score and thought thought the exact same thing. Just uh, note that uh, you know, uh, as you see, two programs groups, with some good t- talent. Talent. Where where, where do, do they sit? Uh, and they kind of think they sit right around the same spot. I do, too. I really do, too. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, Matamidi, 6, Orono, 1. And to refresh, Little Falls, 6, Orono, 5 in overtime. So, this is... Can you repeat that again? Sorry. Matamidi, 6, Orono, 1. Yep. Little Falls, 6, Orono, 5, overtime. So, that puts Mat up here and and Little Falls down here and Orono... Way out the door. (laughs) But it, the, it, but at least gives you a little bit of an idea of how good at scoring Matamidai already is, which yep. we did not see coming yep. as much because they graduated everybody. Right. Um, Maple Grove 5, Moorhead 2. Not surprised. Not surprised by that one. Nope. Carl, were you a little surprised by Moorhead's performance this weekend? Yeah, just having them come away with nothing and not be particularly close to be the one that – that surprised me. Okay. Yeah, the same. Same. Yep. yep. Uh, Little Falls 5, Monticello 4. This is a section game now. It is. Yes, 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 it yes. is. Yes, it is. So I get confused because Northern Lakes like, played them in a section final last yes. year in Little Falls, oh. and they're very close. Those kids play together at youth all the time. So but it's worth it, noting yes, this is a section impor- game. This will be important. important later. And those are the two heavyweights in that section. Exactly. Exactly. Another head scratcher. War Road 4, Moundsview 3. Uh, 
Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. The Uh. funny part is a lot of people in the world listen to this show, so they're going to beat our ASS tomorrow when they hear this show. I know, but I mean. Truth. Facts. They gave up three goals to Mounds View. <laughs> was it the ice of badness that was so bad? <laughs> Anyways. Um, Lakeville South 3, Rogers 1. That's an interesting score. Yes, Sam Ranallo is out. Their top returning scorer yes. was out of that game. So that's of note, you know. Note. It, that's but a it's still goal two different. good teams, though. Two, two really good teams. Yes. And so yeah. um, that's interesting. That's why. Those are two teams that will be playing likely in a section final. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, yeah. you always, those, those are games that, that qualifies as an eye popper. Um, of a game. Not, yeah, a of result, a game. not a result. Of a game. Um, St. Thomas Academy 4, Creighton 3. Actually, let's save that. Yeah. E- Edina, Edina 6. Why is that a two in the first of three matchups this year? <laughs> and Possibly they, and they, four. And they scrimmaged the weekend before. Yeah. Over uh, at Braemar, which I tur- thought turned into a melee. I mean, it was, I heard it was pretty uh, <laughs> physical. Anybody surprised by that score? Mm, um, I figured it would be lower mm. scoring. But didn't Edina pull away? Was it close right. to the first two periods? And then they pulled away? Yeah, it was close till the end. Okay. But I, I would expect a lot of Edina games to be like that this year. Close and then pull aways. Yes. I can see that with no, this, this team. Yep. Where yep. they can just put it down. They did that with Benilde last year at home yep. when I called it. And I can see them doing that this year. Yep. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about St. Thomas. Creighton, St. Thomas 4, Creighton 3. In a game that, I mean, if you think about it, each team had – Bursts, yeah, right, yeah. St. Thomas so there, there won the first. Yeah, was it one zero? One zero. They need yeah. the score more. Yeah. They walked away with shots being fourteen or seventeen to two. Mm, four. They got a couple cheapies. Okay, it was uh, like fifteen to four. The shot counter four. was he was barely paying attention. Yeah, and it's a funny sidebar, and I think I told him this. I told Robin. I'm not sure if I told Brad, but I went down a couple. I'm walking around the arena. I think this is right after the woman got hit in the face with the puck. So I'm now out of Ooh. the box. I wanted to go check on her to make sure that the medic was caring for her. And then got caught behind the net, was just watching from behind the net near the end of the period. And some lady must have been the goalie mom. These shot guys are way off with their pick. Look, there was two right there, and they didn't give any credit. I mean, it's classic how... Critical people can be of the shot counter, and, and to be Probably clear, missed having fans on the, the yeah. arena. Yeah, it was awesome though. I'm, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. And, and I mean, to be clear, I was just the guy letting people out of the box. You did a good job. Thank you. Other than smooching up to each St. Thomas kid who came into the box, we didn't have that many. I know they were very well disciplined. So I think it was really the tale, like you said, St. Thomas won the first. Creighton killed the second. Yep. They really came out hot. Let's, they won that period three to one. Yep. And really dominated them and had five or six more chances they didn't convert on. Yep. And then St. Thomas had a minute 21 stretch in the in the third. Zach Howard scored two pretty, yes. pretty goals. And right before that, we were like, who's going to be the player of the game? Yeah. Who's it going to be? he scored two goals back-to-back. I'm like, I guess we have our player of the game, and that was easy. Answer that question. Yeah. And, and Creighton just never found enough 
they were pressing, but they just never put one away. It felt like. Yeah, and I, and I thought that uh, the you know the real story of the game is the defenseman from St. Thomas. Like we, that was some of the unknown out there. Yeah. Johnny Johansson has not got a ton of minutes. He's getting a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two Edina kids, Austin Williams and Tommy Satine, look really good. Yep. The transfer from St. Uh, Shattuck. From Shattuck, Will Scahan. I mean, look good. Oh my gosh. He's a beast. Oh my gosh. It's fun to watch. I mean, yeah. he's got he a lot of these big guys are just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, dump it in guys. He's, he's not. extremely confident with the puck on his stick, shoots the puck really well. Um I I think their decor will be the difference in this team and they'll start to score a lot of points. They'll start, you know, I think this team will be a high scoring team. Um and they'll gel well together. I mean, they have Tommy Cronin, yep. who had a great elite league as well. So yeah. this is a good team. Um, they'll be a great team uh, if Max Nagel comes back at 100%. They, this will be a great team. Yeah. And I think that Creighton had showed signs of greatness on Saturday they really night did. as well. So it was a great hockey game. The atmosphere in there was as good as any time I've ever seen in that building ever. Section... It felt like a section game. It really yes. did. Um, I One of my takeaways of the quality of play is like a St. Thomas Minnetonka game from yes. back in the day. Yep. That yep. was how high paced that game was. It was paced. The pace was great. The energy from both student sections was great. Awesome. You know, everything was great. Music was good. Everything music was, was good. okay. And I thought the music was fantastic. <laughs> He gets – we give him a lot of hard time, but Sody really churns out some hit, some hits, and I think yeah. that adds to the atmosphere of the building. Yeah, I thought I thought the atmosphere was good. I There wasn't really a disappointed person. No. Everybody stayed to Except the end. the lady who got hit in the face of the block. I bet she had a little disappointment oh. there. Oof. Oh, man, that would suck. Poor woman. That would suck. Yeah, that was bad. Um. Oh, Tony. What? Can you pimp our sponsor? Our sponsor, the Red and Black League. We have our first Red and Black League professional hockey player. Founder Brian Hansen's son, Curtis, is playing in the SPHL. So nice. if your dreams are to play Division Three, Division One college hockey, it can start in the Red and Black League, and it can even turn into a professional as well. Lots of kids playing uh, junior hockey out of the league. Lots of kids playing college hockey that play in the league. It all kind of starts with their fundamentals of just giving kids access to the game to play on teams, whether they're clusters of guys from your team or just meeting new friends from other teams. Uh, 20 games in the spring with the playoffs, 20 games in the fall with playoffs. Great way if you're a multi-sport athlete. You can be a J-Gold guy. You can be a JV guy, varsity guys. You know, grade A first. It's it's a league with grade A first liners on double A teams to, you know, J-Gold kids from Minnetonka or, or Rosemount or wherever. And it's played all over the state. So look up redandblackleagues.com. A lot of red and black leaguers uh, having good starts to the season. It's fun to see that. Back to you, Danny. Thank you, Tony. We are joined here with Thor Bufflin, senior defenseman from Roseau, committed to St. Cloud State. Thor, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, thanks. Good. It's a Sunday and we're recording, so it's always great. Um, so Thor, we got to ask Thor's a interesting name. Is your dad's name Odin? Like how did, how did Thor pop up? You know, I'm, I'm not really sure on that one. I think, uh, 
the story is I was born in a thunderstorm, so I think that's how it came about, but not really sure. sure. Oh, that's that's not bad. That is a way better answer than you gave us pre-show. So now you're really on a roll here. Yeah. <laughs> you're really on a roll. Uh, okay. You keep going with keep the, the Bufflin questions. You we can, can go all day on this Bufflin thing. You can go, Tony. All right. So I know how you're related to the to the big buff, but explain to our readers, our listeners and readers throughout the state, how you're related to big buff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's my dad's first cousin, so my second cousin. Okay. I can't really explain any further than that. I'm honestly not sure. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty good, though. It's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Your, your parents are cousins. That's it. That's not that difficult. Um, yeah. And how often do you see the Big Buff? Never or every week? Uh, I see him quite a bit. He was, he was at our game down in Andover, so some there. But, no, I don't see him too much, but not never, so couple times a year, probably. But you didn't get his size, though. I mean, that's a big man. He is a big dude. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get the size. I wish I would have. <laughs> but your dad's a big guy, you know? So it's yeah. not like it's uh-huh. – I mean, not that you're small, but he's a big, big guy, and, and so is the buff. Yeah, I missed out on that one. Yeah, you did. But I'm you got still the, waiting for it. You got the skill, that's for sure. No question about <laughs> the that. The growth spurt's still coming. It's still coming. Don't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got it. You got a new coach this year. Came a little late, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, we were all waiting for pretty much all summer, and we were wondering when it was going to come, but finally did. So you've had some time. You've had a few weeks to, to work with Coach Lund. Compare the two coaches with, with Coach Lundbaum and Lund. Are they a lot alike, or are they completely separate? What, what are the Rams looking to get out of Coach Lund this year? Uh, I wouldn't say they're a lot alike, and I wouldn't say they're completely different. I think I think Coach Lund and the new coaching staff's a little more intense and is kind of expecting a lot more out of the players, which is a good thing, and kind of pushing everybody to their best. But I think – Coach Lumbaum also ran some different, a lot different style on the ice. I think this year we're playing a lot more aggressive, so getting our feet under us and getting our feet moving is one of the biggest things they're asking for this year. So that's been the biggest change. And uh, Andy set up a, a really different, a much different schedule this year because he knew you had a really good squad. Uh, what was it like getting on the road right away? That's new for you guys. Yeah, we haven't really had that ever before and matching up with a couple top teams in the state early. That was a big thing for us. I think it'll be huge for us going into this year. And yeah, like you said, we've never had that before. So it was really good. You also have Wyzetta coming up there too this year. It's rare for Metro teams, I would say, to visit you guys. Metro Powers. Metro Powers at yeah. least. Because, you know, it's it's longer drive up there. To see you, I didn't know if you knew that. It's We were told that it's uphill and it's downhill coming down here. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've made that drive a lot of times, so I don't know. <laughs> it seems pretty quick. <laughs> it is fun, though, with the, with the, with the War Road Roser. I, th- I think it's going to start to happen more often where teams are going to go up there and get a Friday night and a Saturday night game with both teams. That would be pretty nice for your two towns, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that that'll definitely start being more common, especially when the teams are good. So, yeah, because sure. Rapids has been doing that for years. They'll play one of you guys on Friday and the other on Saturday, and it, uh-huh. it 
with you guys both being so competitive this year, I and going forward, I don't see why that wouldn't be a good idea. I agree. For sure. So before we get into this year's team a little bit more in depth, I want to talk about your decision to leave Chicago and the USHL and do a before and after. What was the process of working with the USHL club to get them agree to it and, and then the whole process of coming back and going back in the spring? Yeah, I think just uh, being honest with them and talking to them, just letting them know what I was feeling and kind of what I wanted to do and then them telling me their side and what's going to happen and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess we just kind of talked through it and then made a decision. I guess we talked for a couple of weeks, then made a decision. And, yeah, I was extremely happy with it. What did you want to come back to accomplish? Uh, I wanted to make it to the state tournament. been a big dream of mine and our team. So it mean the world to us to get down there for our last year, I guess. Well, let's talk about this year's team. It's a lot different of a team for Rozo. It's not a one-line team. I think, you know, when they last were in state and it was Strand and Jan leading the way, it was a one-line team. This is not that. Talk about your team this year. Yeah, I think obviously we have our good core group of seniors and then obviously good young guys coming up too. So obviously we're going to lean heavily on the seniors and our top line to do a lot of the scoring, but also those second and third line can pitch in. And especially as we get going down the year and get later into the year, they get more confidence and I guess experience under their belts. I think they'll by the end of the year be really good for us and contribute in many ways. So I think it'll be good. I'm pretty excited about your teams. If you look back uh, through youth hockey uh, uh, three years ago, uh, this group of sophomores were in the state tournament as bantams and down in Stillwater. And at the same time, your group of freshmen were in the state tournament in Moorhead. Did you guys kind of been pinpointing this season for a long time? Yeah, definitely. Especially after how the last two years ended, I think everybody on the team's been looking forward to this year and kind of knowing that we have, some pressure on us this year to do what we want to do, but I think that'll be good for us and feed into the fire a little bit. Well, Carl, what questions do you got? Well, so I think uh, we're going to shake it up here a little bit. I think our, our guests need to get a little more trivia in their lives. So we have a trivia question for Thor. Bum, bum, bum. Um, you ready, Thor? I'm ready. Got you nervous. All right. So it's a Rosa related question. So we think you've got a shot at this one, but uh, we'll see how you do. So, Rozo has won seven state championships. Can you name those seven years which they, in which they won? Ah, uh, 2007. <laughs> okay, one. Oh, 90. Wait. Yep. Um, I know 59. Yep. 60. Oh, close. Close, 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 close. 61? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, Five. What was it? Was it maybe 66? No. No. Go go back in time. Hmm. 49. Nope. Close to one of them. I don't know after those five. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good because we were like, he might get zero and we're going to just be <laughs> fried you. But you did. I would give you huge props on that. Okay, Carl, what are the answers that we missed? The other two are 1958 and 1946. 
Okay. Yeah, I should yeah. know those. Those are all over in our ranks, so I should know. <laughs> That's why we those figured it was a good one. That's why we asked it. You have seven banners in your building, and you've stared at them since you were four or five years old. So it was a, that was a great question. I liked it. And, and good job, five out of seven. I When I was quizzed, I only got two. Because I, I always get the 90-91 mixed up, what, what year it was when they won in the last, you know, yeah. Double A before they went to Double A single class. All right, uh, we're gonna do some pickems, but before we do that, Danny's gonna read off some other non-pickem games. You want to stick around and do pickems with us today? Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. What are those games that are non-pickems, Danny? That we want to keep an eye out for. So it's kind of a big week this week uh, as we get rolling. Uh, Matamidi and Cretan play on Tuesday, which should be a good test of Ben Dardis and Marco Bellic, uh, two very good goaltenders there. Um, Northern Lakes and Fergus Falls, this will be an interesting one. It's an eye-popper. That's an eye-popper for sure. Both ways in Class A. Yep. Um, Prior Lake kicks off against Holy Family. I just am curious about how Prior Lake comes out. It's kind of a rivalry. Yes, Those it is. Sc- yep. Schools are very close to one another. Um, let's see. Edina St. Louis Park, I think, is interesting just because St. Louis Park has had their number. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, so to speak. Thank you, Carl, for always being the wet blanket of the world. Um, I know my job. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Minnetonka Rogers is interesting. Uh, Blaine Maple Grove just is always an interesting game after that. Except last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're going to get you back. Just so you know that, Carl, oh, we, you're we just got, going to. Yeah, that's right. We this got is, him back. got him back. Yeah. By the time this airs, we have got, got you, you back. back. That's for sure. Okay. Anyways, Tony, that's all I have because anything else is just going to be beat the thread. That's so. right. All right, Thor. So here's the deal. Before we do our five pick'em games, we have our Champions Cup, and I'm touching the cup as we speak that was made for the winner of this cup. It's Hill Murray, Hermantown, Eden Prairie, and Benilde. And all games, all periods count in this event. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more earlier in the show about yep. it. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you're going to pick the best program, um, not just the varsity, because the JV uh, periods count as well in the scoring system. So Hill Murray, Hermantown, Eden Prairie, or Benilde St. Margaret's. Thor, I'm going to throw you on the clock first and have you pick your team who you think is going to win the Champions Cup this weekend in St. Louis Park. I'm going with uh, Hermantown. Nah, I, plant, so. I, set, I set the table on that one. I knew you would go north. I knew you would go north. Uh, Danny, who do you got? Mm, I'll go Benilde. Um, just because their varsity will play Hermantown and Eden Prairie, and I think they win um, a couple of periods in that. The the beauty of that is, is they're going to get Hill and Benil play this week, so they're going to have a really tough game under their belt before they yeah, play. Yeah, the, their JV will have played too. Yes, and and Hermantown, I think it's their first games are this weekend, same with Eden Prairie. Yeah. So I think both those teams are <laughs> disadvantaged a little bit. Carl, who do you got in this? Uh, I, it's tough to pick against Hill this season. I'm going with Hill. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, that's new. Uh, I'm too bad Creighton's not in it because yeah. you could have picked them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Hill as well. I think they have the deepest JV 
Um, they always so have because a very of the deep, deep JV, they're going to get a lot of points in this system. I do note though, uh, Hill Murray being number one in the state and Hermantown number one in the state, we're going to have a number one versus number one double AA in the Champions Cup on on Friday or Saturday. I can't which remember should, which they play. Be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's my tournament. I have no idea when they play. Okay, but Hill, it'll be great. I'm Hill telling Hermantown you. will play on Saturday. Thank by you. The way. Thank you. All right, uh, let's go to a team that Thor knows pretty well or growing up playing a lot in District 16. East Grand Forks travels to Stillwater to play Matamidi. Um, should we start, start with go the oldest to youngest now? Sure. All right, uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Matamidi on this one. Um, I just think I, I was expecting more out of East Grand uh, when losing to, who did they lose to again? Delano. Yes. So I, I'm just expecting more out of those guys. So I'm going to go with Matamidi at home. Carl? I was going to take the fun upset pick too, but I don't want to do the same thing as Tony, so I'm going with East Grand Forks. <laughs> All right, Danny, who do you I, got? I'm going Panzer and East Grand Forks. Oh, and East Grand Forks. Oh, wow. I'm going to get gooched on this one because I think Thor's going to go the same. You're going to go Northern, aren't you, aren't you, Thor? Yeah, I'm going East Grand Forks on that one. God, you guys are going to make easy, easy pickings for me. Easy Anybody pickings. on East Grand Forks other than Jackson Panzer that we should watch out for? Thor. Uh, me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you play them <laughs> yeah. twice a year in the Mariucci. We don't. Yeah. I'm on, I'm honestly not sure. I think they got a couple other good forwards. Stalker. Yep. I don't know. I don't know who else they have. Well, I know they got a bunch of sophomores. They had Elite League kid Brock Schultz as well. If you're a sophomore okay. in the Elite League, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. He yeah. was on the state championship banner team, uh, uh Bantam team last year. So okay. That's a good team. Uh, all right, uh, next one, Danny. You get to go first on this one. Okay. Benilled and Hill. That's probably probably the biggest game of the week, I think. Well, next to the Champions Cup, but yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I will be at this one, Hell or High Water. Uh, it's at Aldrich, and I'm going with Hill. I think yeah. Hill comes. It's both of these teams' first game. I think Hill comes out stronger. They. They're I'll give out my reason why I don't think they're going to win. But oh, well, okay. All right, Thor. Who do you got? <laughs> Uh, I'm going with Hill on this one. All right. Here's why I'm oh, going to go. You skipped Carl. By no, I'm not. No, I'll go back. I'll go back. No, we're going. Okay. Hold the snake, Danny. Oh, okay. okay. Just, I, you just go back oh, around. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Fall here's the why I'm going to go Benilde. Hill always starts slow, and then they finish fast. Kind of like North Dakota. You know what I mean? They're, they they start slow, and they go fast at the end. I think that Benilde is the opposite. They start fast and end slow. Right, so I'm gonna go just not on this historic. Year. Okay, not this I'm year. I'm gonna go. Tony, their front end schedule is so good. I know, that and their backs <laughs> awful. All right, I'm gonna go Benilde. Carl, what do you got? I'm not picking against Hill. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the first game that all three of us ever went to. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Anyways. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going back up north. Whose turn is it now? Is this one, two, three? Oh, no, three. This is Danny goes first, right? Sure. Yeah, Danny goes first. Uh, Grand Rapids at East or yep, at, at East? Doesn't... You'll be at this game, Carl. Yeah. I will. Yes. yes. My first game. All right, who do you got? You cannot pick against your home team, can you? Who's... I do all the time. Oh, oh, all the time? I don't remember that very often. Okay, who you got, Carl? Who do you got? Grand Rapids. 
Oh, Why is wow. Pick him? wow. I know who Thor is going to pick. Thor, who do you got? I got Grand Rapids. Yeah, he's got Grand Rapids. I'm going to gooch Grand Rapids and see if Danny can avoid gooching them. Why would I avoid that? Because you like to be no, different. No. You like to be different. I love the color orange. Okay. All right. So we all go Grand Rapids on that one. Yep. Um, another one. This is a great one. I'm, I, I'm glad that Thor gets to go first on this one. Uh, Moorhead, excuse me, Ho- Moorhead hosts Andover. Correct. You just played Andover to a one-goal game, and you know Moorhead better than anybody on this show, that's for sure. Uh, who's going to win that game, do you think, Thor? Uh, Andover. Okay. What do you like about Andover this weekend? Um, well, they, they're a good team, and I think, well, I'm just hoping that they beat Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> I, I think they're both pretty darn good teams, and they both play tough schedules. Yeah, they're both good. All right, I think I'm going to agree with, I'm going to agree with that, because, look, I mean, Andover went 2-0 to start, year and Moorhead went 0 to kind of jump on that uh, Andover bandwagon. Uh, Carl? Carl? Uh, Spuds need a wake-up call. I'm going to go with them. All right. I like it. I, I like Andover. I, I think Andover's more complete right now than Moorhead was when I saw them. Yeah. And, and for that, I got to go with Andover. Andover uh, almost lost to a very good team this weekend. Rosa. Rosa. Yeah, I think so too. That was one of those games that could have gone either way. If if certain calls would have gone a certain way, <laughs> if oh, Thor wow. would have been in the box from Ooh. 236 on, then it could have really? gone differently. Why are you calling out our guest, huh? I, I'm not. It wasn't his fault Daddy. that he went in the box. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thor, any comment on that? I agree. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I was standing above the play. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, all right. Last game involves our guest. Um, the Rams travel uh, to Ralph Engelstead Jr. Arena, or the Little Ralph, um, in Thief River Falls. Um, I'm sticking with my you – know, it's worked for me so much in the past. I'm going to pick against <laughs> the Rams. It always works. So I'm going to go TRF. They'll probably have a great goaltender. Um, so I'm going to go Thief River. Um, who do you got, Carl? Tony always tries to be mean to our guests. I don't get I don't, it. Rosal's obviously the better team here. Okay. All right. Obviously, I've already pandered to Thor. Yes, okay. you have. It's kind of sick. It's kind of, what? You already got a Rosal jersey. I, I could get a Prowler jersey. TRF has some cool jerseys, but they're not as cool as Rozo. Yeah, all right. All Rozo's right. going to win this game. You got Rozo. Are you going to wear your Rozo jersey and watch it online? No, because You're I'll not. be at a game. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, uh, Thor, just so you know, we have never, ever had a guest pick against his own team before. Do you want to be the first? You want to be unique no. and pick against the Rams? <laughs> no. You'd make history. No, I'm going with the Rams. All right. All right. Uh, and a little sneak peek, Rozo's got some new black jerseys this year. So. I saw them on Twitter. They what? look so cool. Black? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're legit, aren't they, Thor? Yeah, they're pretty sweet. We got breezer covers, black helmets. Yeah, it's going to be different. Black helmets? Oh. Black. oh, yeah. You guys are spoiled rotten up there. Oh. <laughs> 
Do you know, I mean, this not just the girls, but every every youth team has their own locker room. <laughs> Name cool. another place on the planet that has youth locker rooms for their youth teams. That's pretty cool. It's a great place. Uh, we'll, before we wrap the show up, talk about that growing up in Roseau and, and you know, the, the free ice and the, 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 the charge account at the arena and playing before legends and, or after legends before you. We'll talk a little bit before that, Thor. Yeah, obviously it's pretty special growing up here. I mean, it's a hockey town and there's a ton of tradition. And I think the North Rink, free ice, you can skate whenever you want. You can leave your gear there. Uh, I don't think there's any better, uh, better place in the state to develop. So I think that's basically where all my skills and skating and everything was built from the North Rink. So without the North Rink, I don't think I'd be the player I am today. Oh, man, this is awesome. This has been an awesome show. i got to thank our sponsor, the Red and Black League. Thank our sponsor for Tradition Companies for sponsoring rankings. Carl, Danny, awesome show again as usual. And Thor Bufflin, it was not complete without you being part of it from up in Roseau. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. Thor Bufflin from Roseau. Good luck this year. Thank you.